0: Hello and welcome to the Drinkin' Geek Out Podcast. Now part of the Hopped Up Network. This is a show where we drink beer and talk about it. Alright, everybody, we are back with another episode of the Wolf Brew Capades, volume mm. number two. Yeah. And this uh Brew Capades, we went to beer brewing. Yes. Which is downtown Indianapolis.
1: Not downtown.
0: Close. It's off Binford. Yeah. So it's on the way to downtown.
1: <laughs> it's still North Side.
0: Yeah, the North. Okay, so it's North Side, Indianapolis, off of Binford. We took sixty five, got off sixty nine, yep. and well, sixty nine turned into Binford. So that's yep. the way that we went to go to it.
1: Yes, it's so. downtown for us, considering it was like a twenty minute drive.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> downtown enough.
1: Close enough. Yeah. Not really though. Anyone from Indy would be like, No, it's not. And I'll be like, yeah, I know.
0: It's close enough.
1: Not really. But Whatever. it's okay. It's fine.
0: All right. Today we actually have uh, a special beer with us from Beer Brewery. Yes. Uh, we have the Track Beer.
1: Which was one of my favorites.
0: Which is one of Allison's favorites. And we'll go into the description of that when we get to the beers. also like to point out that even though this may not be published until a later date, that today is August 21st. 2017 and it is a very special date why is today a very special date
1: well i guess it depends on who you ask if it's really that special or not because a lot of people didn't give two shits that's true but if you do give a shit or half a shit or two shits it was the most recent solar eclipse so depending on where you were you probably heard a lot of hoo-ha blah about it hubble whatever hubble blah hubble blah anyway about the solar eclipse happening, um, if you're in Indiana, you would know that we only got a partial.
0: Ninety percent. Uh, yeah. Well, the depending close- on where you're at. Yeah. The closer you got to Illinois and Missouri, the better it was. Yeah. But where we were, we had ninety percent. Uh, I also did the zip code check for uh, Fort Wayne, and it was eighty-five percent. So.
1: So. Depending on where you're at, you've got anywhere between you know seventy and probably a little at 98% because the closer you get to Evansville, you probably had a pretty good shot of seeing a lot of it. Right. Um, and so that was pretty cool. I actually was like watching the NASA live feed on Facebook and I was like, Oh, it's two thirty. I wonder what time it's supposed to get here. And it was like, it was supposed to be there at two twenty four And I was like, Oh, Oh, I missed it. I guess. <laughs> so, I was behind with the times, but I really didn't see any difference. Most people will say that, you know, they went outside and they saw some sort of something happening, but I watched it online because I wasn't going to burn my retinas out. And, mm. you know, whatever. It's going to happen again in seven years. So, if you delayed or chose not to care or because it was a Monday and you're a working adult, you didn't have an opportunity to go see the eclipse happen today. Then you have seven years to wait it out and there will be another visible eclipse in the United States happening on April 4th, 2024. And this will be on a different path. So if you do live in Indiana, you're pretty much going to be in a solid, solid zone to see it. Um, So this will be more central Central U.S., East Canada, and Mexico And there will be a partial eclipse Visible across all of North and Central America And Indianapolis will actually be in the direct path Of totality, so don't worry if you missed it Or didn't get your eclipse classes You have six years to put off buying them again So congratulations Don't worry, you didn't miss too much Because you can just watch it on the internet whenever you want And thanks to NASA There are over What? almost 15 different space and aircraft that captured pictures of it, as well as 50 high-altitude balloons that were sent up. And there are astronauts aboard the International Space Station who crashed a lot of pictures, and of course, I'm sure they took their own pictures. So if you did miss it, you have plenty of opportunities to see how it went. Um, And I'm sure the Facebook Live videos will be up for a while, so if you want to go back and review everything, you should be able to do so. Um, Like I said, I watched the NASA live feed. And it was pretty cool. I saw it like two or three times (laughs) because I started in Oregon and they just moved as the moon moved. So it was pretty cool to see it two or three times. There are people who are like stunned to silence who are reporters. So if you're a reporter, that's kind of like the thing you're not supposed to do. Like you're supposed to be able to put words to anything. And there were a couple of them that were like, I really have, I don't have words to describe this. And there are other people who are like, yay, the sun's gone. And you can see the outside of the sun. And look, it made a diamond ring shape. Yay! (laughs) So, depending on your infatuation with space, I guess, or if you take this as a cosmic anomaly or, you know, whatever you want to call it, a spiritual event of some kind, you can relive it for a few days, at least. And then you'll be able to do it again in, like, seven years.
0: Right. I had an interest in space. I took astronomy classes in college. And if I wasn't dead set on computers, I kind of had an interest in uh, astrophysics. I just didn't want to take physics. So I I do care about things like that. And I kind of made like a big deal about not caring about the eclipse. But in all honesty, I was the one outside at work, even though I'm a working man on a Monday, we were all outside just kind of checking it out. Uh, One of the buddies at work had glasses Eclipse glasses, he bought three of them. So he had the three of them in the office. Uh, then we all he also made a box. My boss made a box, you know, kind of like that pinhole, you know, type of box. And it was actually pretty cool to get that filter into the box and you know, get some type of uh, visibility from the box. Me personally, I was just using the glasses and I was trying to put the uh, like my phone camera through the glasses to take the picture to see if I can get, you know, uh, you know, a special sneak peek. But I could never actually get the picture to look right.
1: I just took a screen capture of NASA because right. I didn't see anything, and it was super cloudy.
0: It was. We did have a a lot of clouds. It. Thunderstorm like an hour after the eclipse happened.
1: Yeah, it was definitely getting dark, but I looked outside and I was like, oh, maybe the eclipse is happening. I was like, oh, never mind. The eclipse isn't happening yet. It's just getting cloudy because it's blistering.
0: Right. And so, <laughs> one of the things that I noticed and I, you know, I got a lot of feedback from friends is that it never actually got that dark. Yeah. And just looking at the. Well, here. It didn't get that yeah, dark here, 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 here. Of course, because we did not have total. Uh, totality at all. But in other parts of the country, you know, it got much darker. Like, we had 90%, and so it honestly looked like God had a really long thumbnail in the moon, as some people would put it. Uh, Me, I just put it as...
1: We were in the path of totality. We weren't in the path of totality. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah.
0: Anyways, also, I would like to point out that I did read something interesting on Twitter about the eclipse is... If we're a flat earth, why was there an eclipse different times throughout the country? Think about that. Flat earth. Fuck.
1: Well, then. Anyway, let's get to the main event. So, first we're going to start off with our beer brewery. If Dustin hasn't mentioned this yet, which you haven't, is that this was our first stop of many that you'll be hearing about on future Wolf Brew Capades as part of... Dustin's dirty 30 birthday bash so I took him on a little whirlwind tour of breweries within a 20 minute drive of us we only went to six
0: yeah we went to six places yeah
1: six six places so
0: and we tried like 35 beers we tried a
1: shit ton of beer because there was like 30 at Wabash (laughs) so you'll be hearing about a lot of beers yeah from us in the future definitely brew capades for days Rue
0: Cafades for days.
1: Yeah.
0: All right. So this right here, this is going to be the first beer that we actually talk about, all right, which is fun because we stopped at the liquor store thinking we're going to grab something that we haven't had before from beer We'll talk Aww. about that. Well, they didn't actually have anything canned that we didn't actually try. Yeah. So we it stuck worked stuck with the us. track beer. Yeah. So we got track beer. So good thing about track beer, it is the first beer that we're going to talk about. It is a standard American beer. A true all-American Trek beer. A refreshing lager. 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 All right, so this lovely-tasting beer has 4% ABV, 7 IBUs. And so I couldn't find it on Beer Advocate, Hmm. and I couldn't find it on uh, Red Beer. But I did find it on Untapped, which is okay, because... That's where we get most of our things. All right, um, and so they gave it a 3.44, which is okay, which isn't bad. Uh, a couple of little notes about this beer. It is an American light lager. It's very similar to the Big Three. The can has an inspiration to the Indy racetrack. It is more refreshing than Bub Light or Coors Light, and it could be because I don't like either of those. <laughs> But it does have the reminiscence of a light beer yeah. of those, but tastes better.
1: Yeah, it's definitely better than Coors Light.
0: Yeah, and I can, I can drink that for days, which probably won't last days. I have a six-pack in there that's probably going to last probably a day or two.
1: I think it's good. I liked it. I liked it before. I like it now.
0: Uh, and one benefit to you know having all these beers that we're going to be doing this uh, brewcapade with is I didn't check any of them in, but I'm going to check them in as we go. What? So it's going to be, you know. Watch out. It's going to be crazy.
1: As we go checking in.
0: As we go. Trek beer.
1: If you can spell.
0: If I can spell. All right. So they said, what, 3.44? Yep. I think it's a 3.5.
1: I like it, so.
0: What would you say?
1: 3.75.
0: You know what? I'll do that. I can do that.
1: Can you go, there's no middle ground there? There's no
0: middle ground. 3.75. I'm good with that.
1: Yep. I love it. I think it's good. Boom. Because it's. Still got the beery flavor that you would want for a light beer, you know? It's not like Bud Light where it's just kind of water. Right. But it's not like, I don't know, I think Coors Light tastes skunky. Like, even if it's not in a can or a bottle sitting out in the sun, like, I don't like it as much. So I would say this is like, I don't know, any local craft beer is always better than a mass-produced hot mess beer. I mean, realistically. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's just where it sits with me. Plus, the people there were super nice, and our taste test flights were free. So.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we didn't even mention <laughs> that. They said we could try beer, and I was like, well, we're kind of just doing flights. Can we do flight? And he's like, yeah, and he poured everything.
1: He poured us one of everything, and he didn't charge us for them.
0: Right. Yeah, we ordered a beer at the end, and yeah. he charged us for the beer, and he was like ten ninety 90 or something. I was like, that's both these beers plus those flights? He's like, oh, no, 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 no samplers are free and i was like oh no 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 you're getting tipped greatly
1: (laughs) yeah but he was cool He was cool the ambiance inside the the brewery slash tap room area was really cool they have a bunch of awards yeah we'll kind of go through those as they come up with the beers that we talk about Mm -hmm. um but overall it was pretty cool place they had a nice outdoor venue it was kind of like industrial kind of modern um kinda it's in the middle of nowhere really. I mean, mm-hmm. for it being so centrally located, it's definitely you know, there's not much around it that would make you go, Oh, there's definitely a brewery in here. But right. it was cool. Yep. They had the traditional cornhole outside and all that jazz, so nice little patio area.
0: It's lovely.
1: It was nice. Anyway.
0: Chica Internacional. Chica chica. Chica. International Pale Lager, Slight Malt, and Noble Hop characteristics is prevalent in this aroma. Okay. 4.7 ABVs, 18 IBU, so it's a little bit stronger than the track beer. Obviously. Again, couldn't find it on the Beer Advocate or Rape Beer. Uh, Untapped had it at 3.51. Uh, me, personally, it didn't really stand too much out. Um, it had a crisp taste. It tasted better than the Big Three, tasted better than the track beer, but I knew what I was getting into with the track beer. Right. Um, it kind of reminded me of like a dose Equis, but a little bit stronger than that. It kind of poured golden. It kind of looked like, you know, that yeah. amber flavor type stuff. It was it was, it was pretty good. Uh, and then they are actually one of the award winners uh, for, I forget what the category was. Uh, I cut it out because I didn't think it was important, but they did win a bronze medal one of the i think is international flavored yeah type of uh beers so yeah that's you know there's that do you remember much about this beer
1: no i don't remember too much about it i remember that i really liked are these in the order that we tried them in Mm -hmm. so i remember i really liked the first couple so Mm. i mean i can't remember it in particular Mm-hmm. But I do remember that I liked the first three or four that we tried, and I was like, I could drink any of these. Yeah. So, which is hard, which is hard for me because I'm I'm relatively picky. So, you know.
0: And uh, since we're live, quote unquote, <laughs> rating these, um, checking in, checking in, uh, we got three and a half taps. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's on par with the track beer but it's just not as memorable for whatever reason so that's you know kind of why it has a little bit less yeah than the track beer so i'm going to go ahead and press check in there and successful check in
1: Woo-hoo. all right next was the special klosh. kloch 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 whatever I there's can't supposed talk to be
0: like over the o
1: oh that's right you cut them out
0: yeah because i didn't really care It's actually the special K, Kolsch.
1: No, it's not.
0: uh, That's what Rate Beer and Beer Advocate had.
1: Well, Rate Beer and Beer Advocate are wrong because the website does not have a K there. (laughs) Because their website doesn't have a K there. Okay. It does not exist. Okay. It's just Kolsch. Kolsch. Just special Kolsch. That's all. Anyway. What is a Kolsch? That's a good question. It's a German style beer. German hops give it an earthy, almost grass-like aroma and flavor. Pilsner malt provides mild malty sweetness, light body, and high effervescence leaves this beer as a true lawnmower beer. And this beer has won one, two, three, four awards, getting gold in 2011 and gold in 2015 at the Indiana Brewers' Cup. Nice. So, that was pretty cool. They're doing some good stuff there, apparently. 5.5
0: 5.5 ABVs, 14 IBUs. I did actually find this beer on those websites, so I was pretty happy about that. I got an 85 on Beer Advocate, which is pretty good. Uh, there was no bro score. I'm not really worried about that, but it was a 3.96 average. And then Rape Beer had a 49 overall, but an 88 style. So that's pretty, you know, pretty interesting that. Overall, this beer was meh, but it was, it was special enough.
1: Yeah, that left an impression. Left an impression,
0: yeah. Untapped had it at a 3.54. There's a little bit more of a disparity between Beer Advocate and Untapped. Yeah. But Untapped has thousands of more people using it and rating than Beer Advocate does, which is surprising, but it allows for you know, more of a disparity with uh, the rankings. If you don't have a whole lot of people and a lot of people are favorite, then you end up with a higher bill. But right. if you have a lot of people who are up and down, you'll get that even number.
1: Right. It's hard to kind of determine what's actually going on there with the numbers. But anyway, if you get this in a liquor store near you, you will notice that it's a bright yellow can with hints of Germany. There is the special kolsch around the center. There's a cir- It makes a circle with the words. And then inside that is a bridge with a large ornate church, and then a bright European sunrise over the hills with wheat, hops, and crowns adorning the sides. Okay. So it's pretty interesting looking can. I mean, the fonts are cool on all their cans. Right. They have a mix of very modern and very ornate things kind of going on in a very simple way, and it's very interesting. Um, overall, I really like the design most of you know of all their cans, right. like the way they combine their logo which is very modern, very much so simple. And yeah. then they make it interesting by adding details that you may not think of. So I don't know. I like the cans for most of them. Yeah. But
0: this had a golden color. Uh, we, we didn't actually have it in can, we had it on tap. So right. I'm gonna go with what we saw when we had the beer. Correct. Golden color of a good inch of head uh, had an orange and grass flavor with some honey smells yeah kind of mixed together it's basically like your everyday drink
1: yeah it's or very drinkable
0: like a party type of drink
1: something that you could bring to a party if you don't know what anyone likes and most people will probably be like oh this is pretty good
0: yeah they call this a lawnmower beer because you could basically go outside on a summer day and mow your yard and this is the drink that you're grabbing yeah so this it's actually it's a pretty decent beer uh, and I'm probably going to, like, I'm actually leaning closer to uh, Beer Advocate when it comes to the ranking of this
1: beer. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, it is exactly how they describe it. You know, it is something that you would want on a warm day, you know, outside hanging out for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. It's
1: definitely marketed correctly in that way.
0: Right. So just checked it in. Four. Whoa. Woo. Yeah.
1: All right. Speaking of who, we're going to talk about Wiesengut.
0: Yeah, your favorite.
1: Wiesengut.
0: This is the reason why we came to this brewery.
1: It was, actually. It, even though it was for Dustin's birthday, this was one that wasn't necessarily on the list of places to visit until we were ready to go and our plans weren't supposed to start for like another hour or two. So I was like, okay, well, let's just add this one on because I know I'm going to like at least one of the beers here. So I had actually tried Wiesengut at an irish restaurant Mm -hmm. not too long before we went for your birthday so i knew it was good so i'm a big fan of the hefeweizen i love the wheat beer that's my game yeah so this german style hefeweizen has a strong flavor and aroma of banana and clove it's medium light bodied with a soft wheat malt flavor It has won three awards, most recently getting a silver at the best of craft beer awards this year, with 5.3 ABVs and 10 IBUs. Beer Advocate gave it an 87, with a 4.07 overall score. And then Rate Beer gave it a 56 overall, but a 92 with style
0: but you mean and And 92 style that's an awesome style
1: that is an awesome style score but i mean the the overall score isn't that great and then untapped gave it a Mm 3.74 so going back to can design because this is one you can get which if you like wheat beer i suggest if you're a blue moon fan this is better go try it um it's the can is a golden wheat color obviously because it's a wheat beer so that'll be your kicker right there um and it has that classic wheat design it looks like a bale of wheat on the front with the name right in it inside the wheat so it stands out and it's very literal and it's very obvious and i don't know why but it's very attractive that way like this is what you're getting Mm -hmm. like this is what it is so if you like this if this is attractive to you because you like wheat beer drink this So it was very obvious, and I kind of appreciated it. It wasn't, like, overdone. Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah, this – Allison did try this at the local bar, and she also enjoyed it off tap from the actual brewery. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Me, personally, uh, I think this is the first wheat beer that I've tried that had promised banana and delivered the banana. Yeah,
1: actually had banana flavor. Uh,
0: it was really good. I mean, like the clove flavors, I can kind of feel, but it's really the, I don't want to say overpowering, but it did have the banana flavor, which, you know, it was just really good compared to most other wheat beers that promised it.
1: Yeah, a lot of wheat beer promise some sort of citrus or some sort of fruit flavor kind of to balance out the heavy wheat flavor. And it doesn't really happen unless you add fruit to it. Right? So, like if you get a blue moon and you put a slice of orange in it, then you're like, oh, now I can really taste that kind of balance. But with this, I didn't need anything in it because it was already well balanced. Yeah. So I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah. And this one is getting a high rating from us only because it delivered with the promises. And I liked it, but Allison really liked it.
1: And that's hard to find as a beer that I actually yeah, like. So
0: I don't <laughs> mind buying a six pack of this because I know she'll at least have a couple of them. Yeah. If. Not all of them.
1: Depends on the day or the week.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> I gave it a four and a quarter.
1: Ooh. It's
0: pretty, uh, pretty up there.
1: Yeah. Not mad about it.
0: All right. <coughs> so this next one that we're doing is the Belgian Blonde. I'm trying to find it untapped real quick, but I'll just talk about it here before we jump into that. Uh, this is labeled as the lightest of the Belgian strong ales. Belgian yeast lens, lens strong, fruity, and f- floral aromas and flavors. Has a soft malt profile. 6.3 ABVs, 16 IBUs. Beer Advocate gives it an 84. There is no Bros rating, and the ratings say it is 3.76. Uh, there is no score in Rate Beer. It was on there, but just no score. I think it had, like, one rating. It was, like, three and a quarter or something. Uh, Untapped gives it a 3.56. I found it on my computer. It's just I'm having difficulties on locating it again on uh, the app. I'll find it, you know, real soon. But uh, this is actually, like, really light. Yeah, uh, and they say
1: that because they have multiple Belgian ales. Yeah. So they come out with different ones depending on the time of the year, um, what they have available to them. So, depending on location and timing, you may not find this particular one. Yeah. Because that's important to note that, you know, this. they do have a rotating selection, and some of the things that we try now won't be available in a couple months, because I'm sure they'll be moving to October-type beers here no, soon. Can't wait for that. They have a couple of pumpkin ones. I'm kind of excited we're going to have to go back. hmm so Definitely. There's a raspberry one, too, that I'm excited about.
0: Ooh, raspberry. Yeah. Wow, Interesting. But anyway. Yeah, this one is not really bitter at all. You know, when you think of Belgian ales, you kind of think of a little bit bitter. Uh, 16 I've used just kind of proves to you that, hey, this is drinkable. This is, in my opinion, since it's, a, you know, the summer I had it, it's a blonde. is kind of like a summer drinking beer. You know, I can have a couple of them. I mean, it wasn't overwhelmingly awesome, but if there's a cooler of them, I'm not shying away from them. <laughs> you know? So... I mean if we if we had to rank it, which guess what? We do. It would probably be right down the middle. Probably with like a three and a and a half. Yeah. Yeah, three and it's a half, three seventy five. Uh I'm per- I'm probably just gonna push it right here at three fifty, but you could probably make a strong argument for three seventy five.
1: Yeah. It just depends on timing and, you know, all that stuff. It depends on what you want really. So yeah. I think it's a good beer for, you know, that kind of Feeling the lighter kind of, but you still like the beery kind of flavor, type yeah. of argument. Yeah,
0: and if I remember correctly, uh, as soon as we got past the Wiesengut, uh, and and we kind of got darker. Yeah. As as we went along, so the next beer is going to be like black, but this one was, it says it's like a dark,
1: brown-ish. like br-
0: dark brownish amber color. Yeah, I think. Uh, and it follows follows suit with the Belgian. Right. Follows suit with the Belgian. That's so, what you
1: expect when you say you want, you're getting a Belgian ale.
0: Yeah. So I was really just saying that so I can preface the next beer. Yeah. Because this was one of my favorites. This is actually the beer that I did get the pint of afterwards. And this is the PM Lager. They actually had another beer on tap before the PM Lager, but I forget what it was. But I was very disappointed that I didn't get any of it. But they're like, oh, no, we ran out, so we put this on.
1: Oh, you took a, did you take a picture of that Yeah, one? I,
0: want to, I don't remember what it was. Okay. Yeah, but this one was good <laughs> enough, and this one was the PM Lager. All right, good aromas enough. of roasted coffee with a strong, spicy, noble hop character. Assertive noble hop bitterness is followed by a complex multi-sweetness and slight fruitiness. Medium light bodied with a refreshing, crisp bitterness left on the palate. Uh, what they don't say and what they really need to say is this is a black lager. Yeah. This was a black lager at its finest, and it, it was pretty good. And they have what? One, two awards? Three. Three awards? Okay. Two bronzes and a silver. Yeah. Yep. So three awards. Most recent was in 2015. All right. Uh, so even though that it, you know it was a seasonal position, you know another beer ran out. They've had this before. They've had it a long before. Right. So it's it's pretty good. Six percent ABV. You have to just kind of feel it too, because I had that pint afterwards. <laughs> you can feel it, but yeah. it's only six percent, so it's not like it's overwhelming. And twenty five IBUs. And this at this at this point, that is the strongest IBUs that we've had. Yeah. So this is the the Dustin territory now.
1: Yeah. Definitely leaving Allison and then moving to Dustin.
0: Yeah. Beer advocate, there's nothing on there, which was very disappointing.
1: Also for right beer, nothing existed.
0: No, uh, there was a page, but there's no score. Oh. So they actually had an entry, but there was no score. Gotcha. Untapped had a three point six three rating, which is pretty good out of a couple thousand ratings. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is described as burnt popcorn, but it's kind of questioning that one. Uh, it was dark, caramelly burnt popcorn, roasted sugar, and finished like a roasted coffee, like a black lager feel. It was not really a feel. This was basically a black lager, right? So I'm not a big fan of caramel, but I'll eat, I'll eat it, right? But I'll you know, definitely have the drink. Yeah, you roll your eyes, whatever. <laughs> Can't stand that sugary stuff. But I don't mind butterscotch, which is very weird.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a confection confessions episode right there.
0: Yeah, we need to break it down. You need to attack me with it. I don't know. But it does have the, the finish like a roasted coffee. And, I mean, I do like the brown water. For the flavor right so we're not getting any caffeine with this thing you're getting the flavor and that's me in a nutshell i can't stand caffeine because my body won't take it but i love the flavor so this right here it wasn't overwhelmingly like a coffee flavor it really was a black lager yeah so did
1: you try any of it i think i did because you're like oh you're gonna like this because i like that one at Matt anthony oh yeah and i was like nee. Yeah. But I already had my favorite, so it was kind of hard for me to move away from the and goot and try something else when I knew I liked that. And I was, that's what I wanted. I was like, this, this, please. this yeah. I don't need anything else. I'm good. Just
0: give me all of this.
1: <laughs> Just give me all the German beer. No! <laughs> <laughs> don't make me get out my German craziness on you.
0: Right. They label this as a Schwarz beer.
1: What the heck is that?
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure we can look it up. But... <laughs> This is my beard that I got, and this is the beard that I probably will get again. So, 375, put it in the books! Whoa. Level 35, Land of the Free. There you go. (laughs) Fantastic. I have a drinking problem if I'm all the way up on level 35.
1: Baby, you kind of do a podcast about beer, so you probably should be higher than that. You're
0: right, you're right.
1: Anyway... Next is the ESB, the extra special or strong bitter, depending on what your persuasion is of what that S should stand for. It is the equivalent of an English pale ale that has the aromas and flavors of caramel and toffee-like sweetness originating from a blend of English malts. British fudgy, fuddle? fuggle fuggle? Fugal. Fugal. British fugal hops. And a strong earthy aroma with clean but strong bitterness. Bitterness is balanced by malt, sweetness, and body. This one has won a lot of awards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven? Looks like seven. I just count the years because that's what they are. Seven awards, pretty much one every year, if not more than one every year since 2012. So they've always won an award. As many times as they have entered this, they've gotten something. And most recently in 2017, they won gold at the Best of Craft Beer Awards for this ESB. So, they have given it a 3.8 overall on Beer Advocate and a 3.78 on Untapped. This beer has 5.5% ABVs and 42 IBUs. This was more of a Dustin beer.
0: Yeah, I'm a fan <laughs> of bitters.
1: So,. He liked it. I believe you were a pretty good fan.
0: Yeah, uh, I I did enjoy it. Like I said, I'm a fan of bitters. Uh, I'm a fan of this ESB. It seems that everybody under the sun, well, or the moon, depending on when you're drinking this, uh, (laughs) has this type of beer. And this one is special. I really did enjoy it. Uh, There was a a beer from Newcastle that was a bitter, and it was kind of eh. And then there was a beer from... Uh, junk ditch in Fort Wayne does a bitter and it was really good this tronces it just absolutely <laughs> like if I didn't have the PM lager I would drink this one
1: there you go straight from the bitter lover's mouth
0: yep <laughs> definitely indeed and it doesn't really taste like bitter at all because it has what 42 IBUs so this takes over again as the highest IBUs we've had right but stick around there's more
1: <laughs> we're not done yet people
0: me, personally, I'm going to give this a 4, average. Uh, it's, it's pretty strong, uh, but I don't know. Why do I have to come up with something negative if I give it a 4? I'm never going to give something a 5, so I'll just never. say it's a 4. Well, I gave my beer a 5, but that's a little biased.
1: <laughs> oh, your jet <Jedi>. IPA? Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: Yeah, so the next two beers.
1: Our last two for this episode are the P, well, the last second to last one is the P, D, G, or the Pretty Damn Good.
0: Pretty Damn Good.
1: So this is an American pale ale, a perfect balance between malt and hop, they say. Centennial, Amarillo, and Citra Hops give a strong hop aroma of tropical fruit and pine. Strong bitterness is balanced by malt sweetness. And body, medium light-bodied leaves people saying, that's pretty damn good. So that's where they get the name from, apparently. Overall, let's see. We have six percent ABV and forty-four IBUs. So again, moving on up to the intense beerness. And Beer Advocate gave it an eighty-seven with no rose again, and a three point nine seven. So okay. they got some fans over there.
0: They like their IPAs on that side. <laughs>
1: There wasn't a score available for Rate beer, and then Untapped gave it a 3.64, so a little bit of a discrepancy there between the two, but they're still definitely way over, you know, 3.5. Yeah. So, overall, this comes in cans, so if you are near a place that has beer distributed to them, you should look for a lime green, a bright lime green can. It's, like, really pretty green. Like, I don't know. I liked it a lot. And then it just has two big hop bushels. What do they call Hop? Hops. Just. There's nothing.
0: No, they're just hops.
1: They're just hops. Okay, two of them. There's just two hops on the front of the can. And it just, I don't know, it's really eye-catching because it's really simple, but it's still kind of, like, funky. So yeah.
0: it's pretty so, cool. So this is one of their signature cans. They have three signature cans that they like to market. That's uh, the V's and Gutes, the... PD, or a PG, or PDG. P-D-G. P-D-G. And then the next beer, which we'll talk about. So those are their quote-unquote signature cans. All right, this is a very hoppy beer, yeah. but it's easy to drink. So with 44 IBUs, you would expect it to be on the bitter side, but the flavors of the tropical fruit that's in it actually helps this along. So it's really easy to drink. Uh, it may if not, you like beer. If you, if you <laughs> like this kind of beer. It's not exactly going to be like your super smooth tropical beers, but it's actually a pretty good pretty good hoppy beer. You didn't have any of this, did you?
1: No, I knew better. Yeah, I was like, no, I smelt it.
0: Yeah, you did smell it.
1: And then I was like, that smells good, but I know I'm not going to like the flavor of it because no. I don't do IPAs.
0: Yeah. I've been... Once
1: anything gets like over 30, I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs>
0: yeah. I've been a fan of tropical beers ever since we had the... Tropicana and oh, for our
1: pirates episode, for
0: our pirates episode, and the beer that I had with Matt for the light episode uh, from hey. Coastal. Whatever. They kind of have been on a fruity yeah.
1: beer kick, yeah, well, a tropical beer, beer kick yeah. at least. Yeah,
0: so that's that's pretty good. Let's let's pull up the good old untapped. Okay. Chap this uh, chap this guy in here. Probably four.
1: Oh. I say four. All right, because I
0: like the other one better. The next one? The next one.
1: The next one is Chinookalicious.
0: Chinookalicious.
1: Chinookalicious. This
0: is Chinookalicious IPA. It's an American IPA, which sounds awkward because the I stands for India. (laughs) But it belongs to the Americas. It's brewed with copious amounts of hops.
1: That's what they say.
0: Yeah, that's what they say. Chinook, obviously because it's in the name. Uh, then we have the the Saint-Tinoc. the Antium and the Amarillo hops deliver a strong hop aroma of tropical fruits and pine. Yep. Right. So this is another tropical one. Obviously, I said I liked it. So tropical, good.
1: Yeah, I remember so, smelling this one, too. You can definitely smell, like, the earthiness, but it also mm-hmm. gives you that fruitiness, or the chop trop- like, I don't even know how to, it's not, like, fruity, but it's, like, somehow, like, it just makes you think of, like, the Caribbean. It's crazy, but it also makes you want to, like, lick a pine tree. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So this one is probably the strongest beer there. 7.3 ABV, so at this point, it's the strongest
1: so- uh, alcohol yeah.
0: percentage. 75 IBUs so this is the strongest uh, bitter taste for an IPA which is pretty good copious amounts of hops
1: yes Yeah. there you go there they are yeah.
0: <laughs> beer advocate gives it an A6 uh, there's no bro score but there's a 4.08 rating which is nice rate beer there's no score There's there's a page but there's no score and then Untapped gives it a three point seventy seven. So that means there's a lot more up in the fours and the fives for this beer than any other beer that they have. This is their highest rated beer on Untapped as well.
1: And this one also has a signature can, as we were alluding to yeah. earlier. Um
0: there's a blue like a Yeah. Yeah. Like a bluey light blue can again with uh the hops on there, and I think I saw a pine tree on there too.
1: Just to give it a nod to the yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah, so
0: this is, yeah, like Signature Can, highest ABV in, of their beers, and the most of the bitterness with their 75 IBUs. This one is also tropical. It is a lovely punch right out of the can, and then it's kind of like a smooth, hoppy finish, but you just let the hop sit there on your tongue, and you can taste how bitter this is. It's very strong, and it's very good, right? So if there wasn't this dark beer, because I was feeling the dark beer, I would work my way towards the ESB Work my way towards the pretty damn good, and then here I am with the Chino Collicious. I probably would drink a couple of these. I would say that I'm done, but I would drink a couple of them.
1: <laughs> and because we had multiple stops to go, yeah, it was probably a good call that you didn't drink like two of these. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, no need for that. Let me pick this up on.
1: Uh... Undepth.
0: So there's the blue.
1: Oh, yeah. It is like a, like kind of like an aqua y, mm-hmm. like sky blue, but a little bit darker than what you might think for like a sky blue. Maybe like a robin's egg. I'd call it a robin's yeah, egg.
0: It, yeah, robin's I can see that. Maybe a
1: little bit darker than that, yeah. but close.
0: 4.25. Woo! Yeah, it's, like I said, it's better than pretty damn good. And the pretty damn good is pretty good. Nice. So I got that in there. I locked a couple badges. That's nice. Hopped up, level 5. And middle of the road, level four. That's nice. Because it's between five and ten. I should just bump up that ten value, though. So, how many was that? Eight beers? Yeah, so we had nine beers.
1: And that was just our first stop.
0: And that was just our first stop.
1: Well, we had, like, blight sizes. Yeah, we had tasters. Yeah.
0: But, overall, I think it was a pretty good first stop. Yeah. Kind of paved the way for you know, the the breweries to come, Yep. I think. So I was happy with it.
1: Yeah, I was, it was a good last minute addition, even though it was on my list to begin with. But I had to pare down because mm-hmm. I knew we couldn't do the 30 that I found in one day. Right. So it was one that was like, eh, it's kind of far, but it sounds good. And then after I tried the one, I was like, yep, we have to go there. Definitely. So it was a good choice. It was a good choice. I'm glad I picked it when we went out to the Irish place instead of getting a traditional Irish beer <laughs> with our Irish food, but that's okay.
0: Right. That was a good choice, and I'm glad we went. Going back, definitely.
1: Yeah. Got to go nice. back for the fall beers for sure.
0: Yeah. I'm excited about that.
1: Yeah. You should check. If they come to an area near you, if you are in the Indianapolis area, you should definitely go check them out. Or just go to your you know local Big Red Liquors or wherever you get beer. See. Taste. Try. Enjoy. Very good. Yep. Much loves.
0: Yeah. And thank you for joining us for our first stop of my Dirty 30 Birthday Bash. Birthday Bash. And thank you for listening to The Wolf Brew page Volume 2. Please check out the other podcasts that we have going along, the other episodes. Uh, we have a lot of things in the works right now, and potentially we're going to get back together and have a super episode once again. Uh, but until then, we're gonna just keep doing these brewcapades. Um, yep. don't
1: forget to look us up and look check out the Hopped Up Network.
0: Yeah, check out the Hopped Up Network. Check us out. Uh, you'll hear at the end uh, our list of everything. But you know, until then, just go ahead and check them out. Maddie is doing a great work with the Hopped Up Network, and you know he's also taking care of his podcast too. So you know he's doubling up on responsibilities. So kudos <laughs> to him. Uh, so we'll just we'll see how, how it goes. Um, I'm enjoying this Capades. Are you enjoying the Capades?
1: I love the Brucapades because that means I get to get you lots of beer, and yeah. that means you get to be a very happy man. <laughs> you blessed. know they say happy wife, happy life. Well, I'm happy when Dustin's happy. So let's go get some beer.
0: All right, I'm good with that.
1: Woo Hi Bye guys. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you guys. With that being said, please go to any of our websites that we have, drinkinggeekout.us. Leave comments on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, something.
1: Social media us to the death.
0: Social media us to the death. Or send us emails. Uh, That works too. Uh, So until next time, deuces, gooses, I I I don't even know how Keith usually ends it. I don't either. Yeah. I guess nobody really ever listens to the end.
1: Well, we don't have to. We know what he's going to say, but apparently we don't. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if anyone knows. Maybe they'll comment. You should leave this in. I'm going to. Tell us how Keith needs to end the show better. That way it's memorable, because apparently it's not memorable.
0: (laughs) Maybe I just just have a recording of it, and I just don't throw it in there. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)